Hello and welcome to the McTaggart Attack Podcast. I'm Kevin McTaggart. This is episode uh, um, um, 112. I guess. Sure. Sure. This is my normal McTaggart Attack Podcast episode, if you can call it that. Um, let's see. Uh, what's going on today? Uh, this episode is going to include um, me talking about uh, seeing the movie Shazam and then I also give my thoughts on Wrestlemania 35 and uh, I'll give my thoughts on that as well. It was kind of frustrating uh, today. Um, I'm on, it's on Monday. I have a day off. I watched WrestleMania last night, so I took work off today, and I had a dentist appointment. So, like, this morning, I thought, oh, I'll record my WrestleMania thoughts, and it'll be great. It'll be fantastic. So, I did that, and I had, like, 25 minutes of it, you know? I'm like, wow, that was a lot, because I, I went through the card. I had the WWE app up, and I'm, like, recording it at the same time. Just because I couldn't remember the order of the matches. And then I went and listened to it once I finished. And I couldn't hear it. I don't know what the hell happened. And I was very frustrated. So then I went to the dentist. And came back. And I recorded another version of it. A shorter version. Because I felt like I didn't want it to be a recap anyway. I just gave... Thoughts on things like I talked about what the best match was, what the worst match was, what the my favorite funniest moment was. Uh, I think one thing I did forget to talk about was I did like the John Cena um, professor of thugonomics gimmick. I hope he keeps doing that from now on. I don't know. That was always his most popular gimmick, I think. And I never got a chance to see it because I worked nights a lot and never had a chance to see his thugonomics uh character that much only when he became champion and started wearing baseball caps the other way instead of backwards so all right so yeah um that's what this week's podcast is about uh we'll go to the sponsor in a few minutes uh, keep an eye out for what's pissing you off wednesday this wednesday and uh Let's see. Is there anything else I want to get off my chest before we go on? Uh, no. I don't think so. So, let's just go to the sponsor now, shall we? Alright, it's uh, sponsor time now for the McTaggart Attack podcast. Or What's Pissing You Off Wednesday, depending on whatever the fuck you're listening to uh, this week or whenever. Um... Yeah, sponsors. Yes, finally, finally have a sponsor. Uh, this guy is a friend of mine, good friend of mine. Uh, so opened a business recently, and he told me, Kevin, I want to sponsor your podcast. And I told him, you really should stop drinking. But he's like, no, really, I want to, I want to sponsor your podcast. And I'm like, well, okay. So. Here's the first official sponsor for my podcast. It's, uh, well, it's the Rusty Spot. 
the rusty spot. That's right. No. No, it is not. It is not the worst... Uh, it is not the worst name for a strip club. It's not. That's not what it is. It's not a strip club. It's, it's, it's not the worst kind of thing for uh, uh, whenever you think of the rusty spot. No, 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 no. This is a second-hand store owned by my good friend, Rusty Peter Pardo. And he has um, a lot, a wide variety of items in there. He has a wide variety, variety of items. Uh, he's got stuff from real army surplus to real Hawaiian shirts. What's a real Hawaiian shirt, you may ask? A Hawaiian shirt that's made in Hawaii. He doesn't have even he doesn't have any of this Indonesian crap that claims to be a Hawaiian shirt. No. He has Hawaiian shirts that are actually made in Hawaii. He's also got um when I went in there a few weeks ago, he has something in there that I thought was a bulletproof vest for a baby. That's what I told him. And he laughed his ass off. So it's obviously not a bulletproof vest for a baby. But these are the type of great, wonderful things that he has at the Rusty Spot. He's got stuff like... He's got stuff like... If I can pull up the fucking list... He's got stuff like... Uh, he's ha- he carries ammo boxes, MREs, which are uh, meals ready to eat. He's got sports jerseys, trading cards, DVDs, Blu-rays. He's... He's got a Facebook page, the Facebook page for the Rusty Spot. You can find it on Facebook. I'll put it on, I'll promote it on my Facebook page as well. It's the Rusty Spot. It's, it's deeper than you think. The Rusty Spot is located at 18 Hanover Street in Lebanon, New Hampshire. The lower backside of the Lebanon Mall. The lower backside. Otherwise known as the Tramp Stamp. Go check out the Rusty Spot. It's bigger than you think. I went and saw Shazam on uh, opening night. I don't usually go to the movies on opening night anymore. Um, Opening weekend, possibly. It depends on, like, how big the movie is. Like, like I think, yeah, it just really depends. It depends on how I feel. Because it depends on, depends on how I feel about being in a crowded theater. Because I hate, I hate being in a crowded theater. Like, when I go to a movie theater... One, I usually go to the movies by myself because I don't want to talk to anybody else. And um, I don't like people sitting next to me. Like, I've been to movie theaters before. I've gotten there early. I've been the one. I've, I've One time, a number of years ago, I'm in the theater in, like, the middle. It was a great seat. This couple came in. And sat right next to me. There was no one else in the theater. And these 
motherfuckers sat next to me. I got up and moved to like a different row. I'm like, no, this isn't happening. And I moved to the side. I didn't stay in the middle because I just thought, I, I don't want to just sit next to somebody. I don't, I need my fucking space. I need, I, I, I need my goddamn space bubble. <sighs> so I'm always nervous whenever I go into a packed movie theater. But um, I went to go see Shazam on opening night at, at the Nugget Theater in Hanover, which is a very nice theater. And I had a whole road. I had a whole road myself in the back. I went to like the six forty-five show. I didn't know it was going to start that late because I got to Hanover around five fifteen. I went to the Nugget because I thought it was six ten. I thought it was like a six ten start time. For some reason, I had it in my head, but it was actually a four ten and six forty-five because it's like a two-hour movie, and it takes you know give them like thirty minutes between. End of movie and clean up. Stuff like that. So it was 6.45. So like I went for my walk. To get my steps in on my Fitbit. And then I went to I went to Saul Hill Hanover. To have dinner. And then I went to the movie. And I had a whole road to myself. It was great. I, 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 I was very proud of the fact that I didn't buy popcorn. Movie popcorn. The movie popcorn... The movie theater popcorn smell is such an addictive smell. Like, oh my god. Is there any more addictive smells? Like, you just, oh my god, it's movie theater popcorn, I have to have it. That's, it's a trick, what it is. Gotta be a trick of some sort. But yeah, no, I, um, had a whole row to myself, didn't have popcorn. Because I had a full stomach, that's why. But I've had popcorn on a full stomach, which makes no sense at all. Why keep eating if you're full? That's why we're so fat as a country. This is supposed to be a piece about my thoughts on the Shazam movie. And here I am going into how people are so fucking fat. Uh, eat better, people. Or, or think before you eat. Only eat if you're hungry. Or not. I really don't care. Anyway, back to the movie. I went, I saw Shazam. I, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, it's a great comic book movie. It told a good story. It established characters. Did a good job developing the characters. You know, it was just, it just, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's good storytelling. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I love comic book movies. I have not read a comic book. I was trying to think about this before I started recording tonight. And I think, I don't think I've purchased a comic book since, I want to say 1993. 
1993 or 94, might have been 94, might have been the last time. Was it 90? 93. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 93 was the last time I went and bought a comic book. When I was still living in Florida. Like, I got into comic books again when I moved to to Davie, Florida and went to South Plantation. I had a friend of mine, Brian, that we went to the comic book store and bought comic books and you know, I read them and blah, blah, blah. But then I stopped because that was my junior year. And then my senior year, I didn't really buy any comic books anymore because I was sick and tired of buying comic books. So, yeah, that's that's a thing. Um, let's see. So, yeah, I mean, so I haven't bought a comic book in 20... Eight years? 25? 25 years. 25 years. Yeah. So, But I still love the comic book characters. Like, I remember when I was a little kid, there was a Shazam TV show, I think, in the 70s or 80s. So, that, so I remember that. And uh, this was, I think, a different type of character, different take on it. But I liked the take on it. Like, he's a 14-year-old kid. Who becomes a superhero. So of course he's going to act like a 14 year old kid. It had a good. Interesting. Sort of reminded me of Deadpool. A little bit. Sort of. But like a family friendly version of Deadpool. If that makes any sense. Without giving much away. But like no. It was. It was a very good. Very well done movie. Um. It was it was it was enjoyable. I I recommend it. Uh, where does it rank? Um, I don't know. It's better than Aquaman. I liked Aquaman, but this was better. Um, it was right up there with Wonder Woman. If I'm just comparing the DC movies. I don't know. I don't like to really compare movies to each other. Because they're all separate entities. But I enjoyed the movie. I really thought it was really good. I might go see it again. If I have free time. But I don't have that much free time anymore. With doing comedy shows and stuff like that. and Other things. But yeah. It was a very good movie. Uh, this isn't a spoiler alert. But there are two scenes uh one is in the middle of the credits and one is apparently at the end of the credits i did not see the one at the end of the credits i left after the one in the middle of the credits can we please stop doing this i am sick and tired of the move of the of the scenes during credits Don't do it. Or, or if, if the scenes are so pivotal, put them in the movie. It's irritating. It's annoying, especially when, like, you have to... Is it just a ploy to make people, like, watch the credits to see who made the movie? No one gives a fucking shit about that. No one reads those. I mean, they should, but... It's just... Ugh. 
I've, I talk about this a lot. Like, I'm sick and tired of the scenes during and after the credits. Put them in the movie. Put them at the end of the movie. I don't fucking know. It's irritating. It's very irritating. But but other than that aspect, it, it, it was a very it was a very good movie, a great movie. Um, Zach Levy is that his name? I think, yeah he he did a good job. And I think everyone did did a really good job. Uh, I th- I thought it was. I will not be upset if there was a sequel. I think it looks like that they're leading towards a sequel, but I think they're always leading towards a sequel. It's always a hope that there'll be a sequel. And I have a... If, if this makes enough money, they can do a sequel. But if they don't do a, a sequel, then they don't have to do a sequel. I feel like it's good enough as, like, a standalone movie. But I thought it was fantastic. It was it was better than I thought it was going to be, which was great. Um, but I, I, did, I did think that it was a very enjoyable movie. Have I said everything I wanted to say about it? Yeah, I think I probably have. So... <sighs> what the fuck else? No. No. Um, is there anything else I wanted to say about this movie before I stop recording this part of my thoughts on Shazam? Because I don't want to give spoilers or anything like that, I guess. But And I don't want to call it a movie review because I'm not a movie reviewer. I, I don't know, I'm not, I'm glad to say that I'm not someone who, who, who critiques movies to the bare bones. Oh, the cinematography was fantastic. The writing, oh my god, the writing was, and the wardrobe, the wardrobe choices were spectacular. I don't fucking do that shit. I tell you whether I liked it or I didn't, or I loved it, or I thought it was fucking fantastic, or I thought it was great. You know, just that. That's, I'm a fan watching a movie, and I'm telling you what I thought of it as a fan. You can call it a review or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't care. All right. Well, I watched WrestleMania 35 last night. Uh, And I'm trying this again because I tried recording it this morning and it didn't work. So now I'm trying it again, and it better fucking work this time. Anyway, let's see. Uh, I watched WrestleMania 35 last night, and I have some thoughts on it. Uh, just funny things, things that made me angry about it. You know my deal. And I'm only going to talk about the main show, because I got to my friend G.W. Foley's house at like 630 and I only watched the main show. Um, I didn't want to... I couldn't... I don't think I would have lasted the seven and a half hours watching the whole fucking thing, including the pre-show. I mean, wow. That is a lot of hours. So, yeah. I watched... Um, the main show and have some thoughts. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny when... Uh, Hogan got introduced by Alexa Bliss to start off the show and he jokingly said, welcome to the Silverdome. 
And then he's like, no, no, it's okay. I know that we're at the MetLife Center. And it's not the MetLife Center. It's MetLife Stadium. So he jokingly screwed up and then he actually screwed up. So that was pretty funny. And let's see, what else was it? Uh, I, I saw, I remember the beating that Seth Rollins got on his back by Brock Lesnar in the next match and just gave me the heebie jeebies whenever I see someone with like a messed up back, like it looked pretty red and beaten and stuff like that. And I know he'd had back issues before, and I have a lifetime of with scoliosis and stuff like that, and had a spinal fusion when I was a kid. So hearing about seeing back injuries just makes me feel queasy. But Seth won. I'm not gonna do a recap of who won every fucking match. I'm just telling you what I thought about each match. Maybe. Uh, I didn't really like Randy Orton's performance last night. He he seemed to half-ass it. But then it, I found out that like there was a bright shining light that was distracting all of the fans. So their match was kind of ruined by that. So that kind of sucked. Uh, let's see. What else was on? Uh, um, there was the SmackDown Fatal 4-Way tag title match that... Um, <laughs> I thought it was interesting because there were three teams. Uh, Nakamura and Rusev were a team. The Bar, you know, Cesaro and Sheamus are a team. And then uh, the new team, well, from the NXT of Aleister Black and Ricochet. I mean, those six wrestlers and those three teams, with the exception of Sheamus, those are all guys that I would love to see get some sort of huge push. But no... No, they're stuck in tag team hell, apparently, for whatever reason. So that was pretty annoying. But, I mean, it's pretty annoying that, like, it's pretty annoying because the booking seems so lazy. Oh, what are we going to do with him? Well, let's just put him in a tag team. I mean, are they ever going to get out of their tag team? Will there ever be an opportunity for them to, like, break out and be a singles competitor? I don't think so. I doubt it. see what happens with that but yeah the Usos won their match but um let's see what else uh th- I thought the Shane McMahon Miz match was pretty good um <laughs> climbing the scaffolding and Miz su- suplexes him off of the scaffolding I don't know how many feet it was but I'm always impressed by the bumps that Shane McMahon takes and and uh, Miz showed me something last night too I'm still not I don't, I've never really liked The Miz. And I'm really curious to see where his good guy turn goes. This time around. Because he's been a good guy or a face, as it's called, before. And it wasn't very good. So I'm curious to see how his face turn goes this time around. We'll see how what happens with that. Let's see, what other matches were there? What else? I should have written down notes. I don't know. Um, there was the women's tag match for the titles. I liked how Iconic won. Um, they sort of snuck in and, and 
pinned uh, Bailey after she got, you know, whoever it was that did the moves. But yeah, they snuck in and stole the victory. And they're tag champions, which is great. Which is a great heel move for tag champions to do. Let's see. What else happened in this thing? Um, the, 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 I was very happy for Kofi Kingston to become the WWE champion. That was a very cool thing. Um, it, that, that match might have been the best match of the night, I think. I think Kofi and Daniel Bryan was probably the best match of the night. It, it spent a lot of time on it. And uh, it it was really good. And it told a good story. And it, it, there was a lot of celebrating for Kofi afterwards. So that was great. Let's see. Um, then there were a few quick matches. Like Samoa Joe... I think Samoa Joe had the quickest match of the night against Rey Mysterio. I'm thinking Rey Mysterio's ankle is probably still messed up, so they wanted that match to be as quick as possible. And then another quick match was Reigns and Drew McIntyre. Why have these quick matches at all? Why not just take them off? I don't understand. Are they just doing it just because... They can pay the wrestlers, you know? They can give them a WrestleMania paycheck. Give us a fuck. They should think about the final product. There were 16 matches on the card last night. One funny thing that we noticed when uh, Drew McIntyre was getting introduced was, I guess he sort of spit and it hit the camera. And so you could see his spit on the camera, like a dot. And then you couldn't look away from it. Until they switched to a different camera. So I put on Twitter. Drew McIntyre's spit. See, I think what was after that was the. Um, oh well. Well if Kofi and Daniel Bryan. Was the best match of the night. I think the worst match of the night. Was Triple H versus Batista. I will say that Batista has one of my favorite of all time WrestleMania moments now after he nearly tripped when he entered the ring. He tripped on the second rope of the ring when he entered the ring and almost fell on his face. And that would have been so hilarious. But that moment, just him nearly tripping, was just, was just hilarious to me. It's right up there with um, the Nikki Bella John Cena proposal. Both, you know, so unintentionally funny now. And that one is un- unintentionally. It wasn't unintentionally funny at the time, but it is really fucking funny now that they're broke up. Let's see. Uh, what else made me mad? Or what else did I like about it? Uh, I just, uh, it's, I mean, I was watching it at, you know, at a friend's house. And it was just so excruciating, painful to try to watch this. And I was only there for six hours. But imagine the people who were there, who, who, who'd been sitting there for like eight or nine hours, like the whole fucking time. That is way too long. They seriously need to do something about how long WrestleMania is. Uh, but yeah, because like they have too many quick matches. Like I loved, there was a point where um, 
I think it was the Lashley Finn Balor match, where uh, Michael Cole made reference to oh, because early on in the match, um, Lashley couldn't, you know, was having issues early on in the match. Early on in the match was a minute ago. Was a minute ago. Just sick and tired of it. You can't be that long. You can't have the main event. The main event go into like after midnight. That's bullshit. That's terrible. How are the kids? They want to pander to kids, right? Right. Kids are like their target audience, and like the kids can barely stay awake. I bet they were even asleep watching this damn thing. I wasn't that impressed with with the triple threat main event match, um, mostly because I think. I just wanted it over. Because it was like 12.30. And they're still wrestling. And then like the ending was botched. The ending was botched because Ronda got her shoulder up. I don't think they can ever show that again. Because Ronda screwed up. Again. She is such a terrible professional wrestler. It's ridiculous how bad she is. They really needed to take like a year and train her and see if she could be a professional wrestler. But she, she's not very good at being a professional wrestler. I mean, she's good grappling and her skills are, are, are fantastic. But everything else, she absolutely sucks at. Wait, did I mention how bad I thought the Triple H Batista match was? I don't think I went into it that much because I felt like those guys acted like, I mean, it started off really well. Triple H beat the shit out of him a little bit, ripped out the nose ring, you know, stuff like that. But then it just, I just watching them perform their moves and it's just, you could tell that neither of them wrestle anymore. And it was just so excruciating. Like every time there was a near fall, I'm like, God damn it. Why can't this match be over? I found myself thinking that. And that's not something you should say at Near Falls. But when we were watching it, we were just like, oh, fuck, can this thing just end? Like, that match shouldn't have even been on the card. There was no reason for it to be on the card. It's so ridiculous. It ruined the rest of the show for me. Triple H and Batista ruined the rest of the show for me. But other than that, other than Ronda's, Ronda's botch and the Triple H Batista match, I, I thought it was a pretty good show. But they do need to seriously think about like starting these things earlier. Like start it maybe at three o'clock, and then it's over at ten thirty. And I think there was like thirteen matches last year, and there were sixteen matches this year. Are there going to be 20 matches at WrestleMania next year if they keep this up? It's just ridiculous. Ugh. Alright, well that's all I've got for this this week's uh, McTaggart Attack podcast. Uh, follow me on Twitter at KevMcTee. Um, go to the Facebook page for the McTaggart Attack podcast. If you have anything you need, to, you have any complaints or want to talk to me, you can email me at mctigertattack at gmail.com or find me on Facebook, Kevin McTigert. And um, that's all I'm going to do for this week. Um, keep an eye out for what's pissing you off Wednesday coming this Wednesday.
And that's the bottom line if you smell what the McTaggart Attack podcast is cooking. <laughs>